Welcome to this episode of the Cycling Industry News Podcast, brought to you in association with Zyro Fisher. I'm here with Sir Chris Hoy, former Olympian and Science and Sport brand ambassador. So, Chris, thank you for joining me. Pleasure. Thank you. Good to be here. So, you're here at Ice Bike with Science and Sport to host some product development workshops. Can you talk us through what's involved in these and some of the new products that you guys are showing here? Yeah, I've been doing a couple of little presentations today just to talk um, with people through the new products. So I've been on the, well, I've been a brand ambassador for about eight years now with Science of Sport. I've used their products for, well, 28 years probably, um, since 1992 when I used to use their creatine products and their carbohydrate as um, as a young cyclist. And yeah, I've, I've, I've been with them ever since. So um, as an ambassador and as a, as a product development um, team member, um, we meet monthly and we go through all the sort of new innovation and nutrition and looking for ways to stay ahead of the, the sort of rivals in the market and to create things that taste good and that, that perform well. Um, and basically we sit around trying lots of really tasty protein bars and energy bars and different flavors and gels. Um, so today we're sort of talking about the Go Energy Bake Bars, which are a completely different way to get your carbohydrate on the go. Um, you know, traditionally like the, the Go Bars that we've made from Science of Sport are very the same same recipe since they were made with a rolling pin on Tim Lawson's mum's kitchen table back in the day and they're still great but um, I think some people are looking for something a bit softer a bit easier to digest and to, to use on the go so these are really nice almost like cakes with a kind of um, almost like a jam in middle in the center so you get strawberry lemon orange and banana I think it is um, so yeah, we're, we're chatting about those, 30 grams of ga- carbohydrate, 10 grams of fructose and within that. Fructose is really important um, because it's helped to, to replenish the glycogen stores in your liver um, and just to have, it's a far more effective way of getting carbs in um, and used than just having maltodextrin on its, on its own. Um, hydro tabs as well, new flavors there, strawberry and lime and pink grapefruit. Just really simple, pop a little tab into your, your half litre of water and you've got an electrolyte solution there which will keep you hydrated. And the Protein 20 bars, which are kind of my favourite, I think. The um, 20 grams of really high quality protein in a tasty bar, low sugar, um, great for recovery and great for you know on the go sort of high protein snack that you can, you can stick in your pocket. And what in your opinion <coughs> do you think um, distinguishes science and sport in the market and makes it different from what else is on offer? I think science and sports key sort of unique selling point is the the trust that that people have or can have with with their products. So as an elite athlete, your reputation is everything. And if you had a a positive test that was down to a contaminated product, then your whole career is over. You know, it's it's, there's no way back from that. So you have to trust 100 percent what you're putting into your body. So for me as an athlete, Science and Sport was the only company that I really trusted. And and they're you know they work very closely with the uh, informed sport, um, informed sport accreditation. They're they're accredited with informed sport. Sorry, <laughs> so um, trying try to remember. Um, yeah. So it's just it's about giving athletes the right the right products that they can they can do the job that the highest quality, but that they can trust as well. Um, and is that one of the reasons why you became an ambassador yourself? And and were there any other factors in that decision? I guess en- any product or company that I'm going to endorse or become an ambassador for, I have to believe in. I'm not just going to give a name to anything because that's a really short-term way to sort of ruin your, your reputation and your career. So, yeah, for me, Science of Sport, it was a no-brainer to, to get involved. Um, they're great people, great products, and, you know, as I say, I've used them for many, many years. So, And I'd like to think I know a little bit about their products so I can talk knowledgeably about it. 
And yeah, I believe that it's it's not just about helping the elite athletes to do to, to perform well, but also the you know your average person who just wants to run a bit faster at the marathon or do their first triathlon or do a sportive. You know, these products can help anybody. So it's I think it's a yeah, it's a, a great company to be part of. And you mentioned that you're very much involved in um, the product designing and making process. Um, can you talk me through how closely you work with the brand on this and, and what the process is behind it? Yeah, well, we, we meet monthly, the, the NPD meetings, and we go through, you know, as I guess, just innovation in, in nutrition, new products, new new things that, that can be used to help athletes to go longer for, you know, faster for longer and recover better. Um, and using the experience of all kinds of people. We've got experts in sports nutrition. We've got experts in, you know, in the field, guys like myself. Um, I actually did a sports science degree back in, back in the day because we didn't have the amazing coaching support that we, the British Cycling has now when I first started. So I had all these questions that I wanted to, to, to learn or to understand and to, to get answers for. So I, I did a degree to try and learn more about it. So I've always had a bit of just a, an interest in this of nitty gritty and the, the, the kind of this theory behind all the practice. So um, we meet once a month. Um, there's a lot of other work going on as well as that. You know, I'm kind of just there at the final stages to, to go through it all. But yeah, constantly working to improve, to develop, to innovate, and, and to create these, these great products. And um, you know, I was listening to one of your talks earlier, and you know, you sort of mentioned indoor training and how that's becoming you know, bigger and a lot more people are getting involved in that. Is that a direction that science and sport is looking to go down as well and and looking into the nutrition for those kind of things? I think science and sport, they're always looking to provide um, solutions to to all kinds of athletes and, and, you know, indoor training, Zwift, you know, people in their turbos, what bikes, whatever. It's massive and, and you can see why because it's, right, personally, I, I, I'm training indoors more than I am outdoors now. I haven't got the time to go out and do two or three hour rides every day. So I try and shoehorn in maybe even half an hour, 40 minutes on a turbo. A short interval session can be really, really effective for people that haven't got a lot of time. So when you're indoors, it's even with a fan, it can get really, really hot. You can lose a lot of fluid. You can sweat a huge amount in a short space of time. So you do have to be mindful of that. And you've got to have, you know, just drinking a bottle of water isn't the best way to rehydrate or to, to make sure you're hydrated before you start. So, yeah, certainly science and sport are looking for ways to help people that are training indoors and to, to you know to make it as, as easy and simple as possible to stay hydrated and fueled for, for your indoor training. And going back to the um, <coughs> role of, of being a brand ambassador, how important is it for ambassadors to come on board for brands and promote them and also educate the people who will eventually use it in, in how best to use the products? I think brand ambassador roles are really important and it's it's about trust. You know, you look to somebody who I guess you you believe in um, and you know if, if someone stands there and tells you to, to use a certain product or buy a certain bike or, or whatever and it turns out to be you know a poor product then the reputation of that individual and of the product you know disappears quite quickly so you've, you've got to you first of all have to believe in what you're endorsing and what you're you're standing for um, and and when you believe in the product and the people that are they're doing that it's quite an easy job to do because you don't have to learn you know the script you don't have to be repeating corporate speak you just get up there and talk about what you know about the product and what you believe and why you use it um, and I guess the more the more authentic it is the more people are going to buy into that and hopefully try it for themselves um, and how important do you think the role of, of independent bike shops is in this um, in terms of sending that message out to the people that come into their shop 
week on a weekly basis. Yeah, I mean, it's online. It seems to be everyone thinks that it's just about online sales just now. And of course, that's a huge part of all of our lives. But I, for me, having a bike shop somewhere you can go in, you can speak to someone face to face who's knowledgeable about bikes or about nutrition and and actually you know, see the product, hold it, put it in your hand, you know, read the label. If it's a bite, you can sit on the bite, you can see how it feels, you can size it up. So, yeah, I, I certainly, you know, it is a tough time for not just for bike shops, but for all retailers at the moment, high street retailers. But I do believe that there is a long term, you know, a, p- a place for them in the long in the long term. Um, it's not just all about online sales. People want to speak to people face to face. So, yeah, I'm hoping that, that the bike industry will will hang in there. And, uh, you know, uh, cycling cycling is not going to waste. There's always going to be bikes and always going to be um, places that people want to go to go and see new things in the flesh. Um. So in terms of the future and what's coming up from you guys, I'm not sure how much you can say, but is there anything in the pipeline for people to look out for? You know, without bringing out cliches like marginal gains <laughs> too much, it, it, it is about finding micro-improvements and making products just a fraction more easily digested, making them taste a little bit better, finding new products and new supplements which you can integrate into existing ones which give a bit more bang for your buck. Um, but again, just educating, helping to educate the, the users of how, how do you use this? How do you consume this product? When's the best time to do it? You know, I, 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 there's a lot of people out there that want to eat better and want to consume good sports nutrition, but they don't know how to do it. And, you know, they, they're sort of standing there looking at all these different amazing products. Well, how many you know times a day do I need to eat this? Or when do I take it? At what stage in the race or in training? So I guess education is a big part of that. That's, you know, what we're trying to do in science and sport is educate the average person out there to why it's important it's not just we're trying to flog more gels um you know actually these these will help you these will make a difference it's not just a marketing gimmick it's something that will make a difference to your to your marathon or your charity run or or whatever it is you're doing and finally at the minute everything is all about how environmentally friendly you know businesses and brands are being um are science and sport doing anything to be more eco-friendly or to have a bit more of an environmental awareness or yeah i mean i i I guess cam will probably know more about that than me but you know all companies right now are trying to reduce the carbon footprint they're looking for ways to transport um in a more efficient way looking for things like um, recycle you know the the materials that are used reduce plastics trying to make things more um just more environmentally friendly so i guess like any other company that's that's right at the forefront of what they're trying to do but in terms of specifics um yeah, <laughs> I'd have to speak to the, the powers <laughs> that be. Yeah, I'd, I just taste the gels and the bars and the. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not a bad job to have. To well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> saves me paying for lunch anyway. <laughs> it's it's the responsibility of of riders to make it socially unacceptable just to tear open a gel, use it, and throw the wrapper on the ground. You know, I think if you're out in a group, you're riding along, you're at a race, even you know you, you've all got pockets in the back of your jerseys. Take it home with you and then put it in the bin there. You know, there's nothing worse than seeing a used gel or a used packet thrown at the side of the road because it gives cyclists and all athletes a bad name. So, um, yeah, certainly at Science and Sport, we're very keen to spread that message. You know, take your wrappers home with you. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been really great chatting to you. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.